All right, guys, welcome back to 91 North, 95 South. Um, we are back in my room for another uh, in-person episode, of course. Uh, back to our usual schedule. We are recording this on Thursday, January 13th. And uh, we just uh, had some some Celtics, some Knicks that we just watched. And we're going to talk about that. And we can get into the schedule right now. So that, that stuff's... Oh, I'm here too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, um, Max Demeza, of hey. course, forgot the introductions. Max Demeza, uh, hey to my right, and then right here, I am. Uh, this is Daniel Drain. Well, I'm in front of you more to your right, yeah. Uh, if you were twisted, yeah, I, I if I just moved in my seat like I just did, now you're directly in front of me, yes. <laughs> Intense stare down happening right now. Oh, yeah, and, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna end. All right, I lose. Um, yeah. Dead radio. A <laughs> little bit of dead heard air. That's the her dead air is the key to good radio. You gotta let, sometimes you got topics. You gotta let them breathe a little Just bit. Gotta let it breathe. You know <laughs> exactly. It's natural. Um, so uh, yeah, we're both here. Um, and let me get into the schedule right now. So we're gonna. Oh, of course. First off, uh, once again, if you're a uh, Returning listener, this is now our 18th episode. Welcome back. Woo, hello. Hey, welcome. Uh, we're, we're glad to have you back. Welcome uh, back, dog. 18 episodes. It's a wild ride. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. And we got many more to come. Just wait till it's 1,800 episodes. Yeah, it'll happen. 1,800 episodes. 1,800 episodes. I have to do the math, but that's got to be like a couple... Gag. That's got to be like 10 years or something, right? Yeah. So, so it'll be our fifth year into our Spotify deal. We'll both be 30, 32. Yeah. And rolling in bread. Rolling in that podcast bread. Wow. I need that. Can't wait for that. It'll be nice for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, please uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. If uh, And YouTube. Click yeah. that subscribe button. I yeah. don't know why we're doing this in the beginning. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. It's probably good. Click the like button. Yeah, click the like. Hey. We can just get that stuff out of the way <laughs> early. Um, so, yeah, welcome back. If, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. Um, we, we just talk about the sports, so let's get into it right now. Um, we're going to talk first about Celtics at Pacers. Uh, that just happened last night on Wednesday. Um and on January 10th, before that, uh, we had another Celtics-Pacers game, which I'm not going to talk about uh, too in-depth, but um, I will I will just a little bit. And then uh, Max is going to take us through uh, the Mavs at the Knicks, which also Woo. happened last night, right? Yeah. Woo. And we both are Really loving the Knicks right now. Yeah. I mean, you got to be happy. That I, I'm happy about one thing. That trade was nice. Pretty happy about that. Oh yeah, we got a new tr- we got a new trade alert. Trade alert. Trade alert. Do you want to uh, do you yeah, want to say who it is or just Cam, we- Cam Reddish and apparently Solomon Hill for Kevin Knox and a first round pick? Um, yeah, we'll be talking about that. Given my review of that trade Heck later yeah. on. Heck yeah. Um, I don't know who Solomon Hill is, but. You know, apparently he's played like eight years in the league or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I had heard the name before, 
Um, yeah. Well, I mean, got to be happy. Well, like spotty, like eight years in the league, not like eight full seasons. Yeah, I didn't. I'd, I, I think I he might have had like two full seasons. I would expect to know his name if he had played the full eight yeah. seasons, probably. But uh, you never know. Um, it's like one of those constant, like, uh, what's that? That game they play on the TNT halftime show with Shaq. Like, oh yeah, I what, guess what this team? player. Yeah, what team does this player for? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one's funny. Yeah. Well, so after uh, after we talk about those two games, Max is going to talk about that trade. Um, and then after that, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a Pats preview, uh, for the game that's coming up this weekend, big, big game coming. Um, and we're also going to talk about our picks for the, uh, for the playoff picture in the NFL. Um, we have the bracket up in front of us, so we're going to go through each of those games and try to pick a winner, uh, maybe give a brief description of what we think is going to happen there. Um, and then (laughs) after that, (laughs) after that, (laughs) after that, we have the Titanic speech slash rant, which Max has insisted that we go on (laughs) or (laughs) that he goes on. Yes. Watched a very compelling video, didn't you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) About, about the Titanic. So I didn't watch the full Knicks game while it was live because I may have been watching a three-hour animation in real time of the Titanic sinking. So I may have caught the Knicks game on replay because I missed that. Well, I mean, we're... But I'm still doing work for the pod because I brought it in. <laughs> it's like show and tell, baby. <laughs> and I mean, if you're going to think, uh, I mean, think about it. The Titanic, you know, as as inconsequential as it may seem to the to the history of the Knicks <laughs> has to tie in at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really the cross. Well, Titanic would probably uh capture the celtics better than the knicks oh god (laughs) this giant behemoth that no one thought could ever sink and my how far it has sank well or sunk sunken i I would be the first to tell you that that that's what's you know that's what's happening um oh it's happened baby yeah well it's carrying out over the course of, uh, of the season in front of our eyes but yeah um yeah, that that's a that's a pretty depressing way to look at it. Um, but yeah, then we have um, uh, some more NHL racism stuff that we're just gonna touch on at the end. But we don't really have to talk about it that much. Yeah, which w- of course we're upset that we we have to bring this up again, but we have to bring it up again. Yeah, um, because you know things just keep happening. So we're gonna save that to the end this time. Yeah, because there's not really anything that, like, I don't know. It's not surprising. It's not adding anything new to the conversation. It's just, like, a new story that came out. And there It's w- just, like, further showing how right. bad the NHL is. And also, there, there will be a court case involved with that, which we'll probably try to keep up with um, yes. the proceedings from that. But... Um, Proceedings? Is that, is that the right court, word? Court proceedings, yeah. Uh, yeah, so 
we're just we'll mention that at, at, toward the end. Uh, so without further ado, let us get into the game. The seas. Um, so this game uh, happened last night, uh, January twelfth. Pacers at the Knicks. Uh, the <laughs> the game. None of that was right. You got the Pacers right. Celtics at Pacers. You oh, said Pacers oh, oh, at oh. Knicks. Sorry, my brain's all jumbled up. Silly. My my brain's jumbled. Um, you got a jambalaya for a It brain. is at the Pacers, though. Yeah. At yeah, Gainbridge okay. Fieldhouse, Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. A oh. mild night in Indiana. You ever been to Gainbridge Fieldhouse? Oh, yeah. A couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I saw Paul George. No way. No, yeah. Oh, my I, God. I was lying. <laughs> I totally bought every single... saw prime Paul George. <laughs> I brought every single one <laughs> yeah. of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been. Many a time. The f- famous Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Yeah, me and Charles Gainbridge were, were close family friends. <laughs> Just chalking it up. Shooting yeah. the, shooting the doo-doo. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> well... I, I was n- I've never been there, but I was <laughs> the there. Celtics were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boys were there. Um, the C's and uh, let me let me tell you about this night. So uh, what what did I see in this game? Um, yeah, let's pull up the stats for me if you could. Um, so right off the bat, I'm looking at um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because. They were the two uh, stars that really popped out of me of this game. They're the two stars of the Celtics, of course. Um, but, you know, identical uh, shooting percentages in this game. Um, 11 for 19. And uh, both ended with, uh, I think, 31 points. Uh, t- JT finished with 33 and Jalen Brown finished oh, okay. with 34. All right. Th- 33 and 34, respectively. Um and uh, interesting statistic from from during the game, uh, the Celtics are five and zero when both the Jays score over uh, thirty points. Which it's just that easy. Yeah, it's just that easy. Just have them do that every game. We'd go clearly undefeated. Um, that is the yeah. Per- they're six and zero now that they've done that. Six and zero. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> It's incredible. That's the per 36 analysis version of this. It's stat. almost like getting 60 points from two guys is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, crazy any, stat. You know, it's interesting because <laughs> I y- think uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think an even crazier stat like an act like that stat you think about it, it's like, yeah, they, they should be five and up. They should be six and oh. A crazy stat would be if they were oh and six if they and they scored 30 yeah. points. That would be it's a like, way crazier What is stat. happening? Yeah. That would be a way crazier stat. You see, see, you see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You're like, yeah, your team should win if you score 30 points. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, I was actually thinking it would be interesting to go back. And I'm sorry, we didn't do this research beforehand. But it would be interesting to go back through those games and see who the third leading scorer was in each of those games for the, for the Celtics. Um, because I would be interested to know how much they scored too. Dennis Schroeder in this game um, finished with 23 points, and I believe if if um, uh, I'm not sure the last time that that three Celtics players scored over 30 points in a game, and I'm not I, I don't know if it has ever happened, 
But I think if um, Coach Udoka maybe had left Schroeder in the game a little longer, I think he probably could have gotten over 30 points, um, which would have been cool. But 23 points is a big contribution from from your third leading scorer, certainly. And um, so you can't uh, understate the, his impact during this game and scored it on only seven shots. Um, so four only for 11. five from three, two. 11 shots. Oh, 11 shots, sorry. Um, seven made shots. Uh, four for five from three. So, yeah, he, he also had a... a uh, big impact in this game, and I believe he was uh, the starter in this game uh, at, at point guard. Yes. So yeah, he was. One one thing that I like about Dennis Schroeder is you know he's he's typically you know a six man for the Celtics, but when when you have an absence of a player like uh, Marcus Smart or uh, you can or even if you know Jalen Brown was out before you could slot in Dennis Schroeder and uh he will be will be able to you know replicate that that production that you get you're getting from Jalen Brown in this game to some degree you know you mean Marcus Smart or Marcus Smart yeah or Marcus Smart um so I I think that he's a he's a good player for the Celtics to have um on their bench in their in their pocket you know because even if it, you know, at, at times inconsistent, he can come in and and uh, actually give you a, a, hu- a huge scoring boost, and also um, a, a, a somewhat of a playmaker. So uh, it, it 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 is nice to have him on the team. I think, you know, I was just reading some things that that talk about him possibly being in trade talks for the Celtics. You know, before the trade deadline. Um, I'm not sure, you know, certainly I, I think there's some team that would bite on a Dennis Schroeder trade. You know, you're going to have to pay him uh, coming up next year. But um, his production has been enough over the course of the season that I think I could see some team being interested. And, you know, I didn't do extensive research into those trade scenarios, but um, I think there isn't, you know, the Celtics would probably be looking for a point guard in return, I would be guessing. Um, or or if not a point guard, then some other substantial piece, um, to you know that someone that could score and cut kind of replicate his production. So you know the thing for the Celtics is they really need a point guard. Um, but yeah. So how do you feel about trading a point guard to get a point guard? You know, it, honestly, it would depend on the guy. I think yeah. Dennis Schroeder is not the perfect fit for the Celtics. Right, he's more of a scorer. Yeah, scorer he is a scorer, scorer, and you can see it in his, you know, in his game that uh, he he will drive inside a lot. He'll try to either go to the hoop or or create some kind of mid range shot, um, uh, and he you know kind of runs around and and will do that. But <laughs> kind of runs around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think he is more of a score first guard. You know, I think throughout his career, he's always been more of a score first guard, and um, that you know is not uh, what what the Celtics are are would probably be, or no, what what they what they really need at this point. But um, certainly, his scoring has propelled them to like some victories. But I think you know, as that that statistic shows, you know. 
when when you have uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, if you can get them to be scoring to a significant degree, which would increase with you know an increase in in playmaking from your point guard, um, and you know he finds them on open looks, then that would be a key to success as well. Even if you're maybe not getting the same uh, the same amount of scoring that you're getting from Dennis Schroeder, so. It's something to, something to keep an eye on when you're thinking about these uh, trade talks that you're hearing about in the coming weeks. Um, more on this game, anyway. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me in, in, in this one was uh, a low amount of turnovers for the Celtics. I think they had, you know... They had 11 turnovers. Yeah, ele- and how many did the... Uh, 11. Okay, so... It, it but 11's not 11's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, wh- who had the if Tatum had the most? Yeah, it makes sense cuz he's handling the ball. And Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. So so if you take those seven turnover turnovers you know, you have four from the rest of the team. Well, one thing that I saw in this game was you know uh it it really didn't feel like a high amount of turnovers because what I didn't see was, you know, careless, really carelessness with the ball. You know, even if there were 11 turnovers, I, I didn't see m- many stupid turnovers, if any. So, um, you know, like throwing the ball away out of bounds or, you yeah. know, particularly bad passes, which I have seen from the Celtics a lot this season. Um, so uh, not allowing the Pacers to get those those points off turnovers was one of the things that, that I think um, – you know, propelled them to a a, deci- a decisive victory in this game, a uh, 19-point victory. Um, and at no point in in this game did I really think like the Pacers, the Pacers were, um, you know, they they didn't really get close. I think for for most of the game it was uh, hovering around a 14-point lead, and uh, uh, Pacers really never you know encroached on that that much. No. Um, so that, that's, that's a credit to this team because like I've talked about before, one thing that, that happens a lot with the Celtics is, is blowing leads. They almost blow to, blew a lead, uh, in the game, the, the first game against the Pacers, which happened three days before this one on January 10th, um, which was in, in, uh, TD Garden. Oh, sorry. I got burps. Um. Yeah, that that one was it took place at TD Garden and uh you know they they like this one they were kind of leading the whole throughout the whole game it wasn't necessarily as big a lead uh it wasn't a 14 point lead I mean um uh, but it was like you know around 8 to I think maybe at one point ballooned to about 10 um uh, but you know the Pacers came back and made it close at the end and that's why that game went to overtime. And um, you have a team like the Celtics who is really good at, at blowing leads. And you have a, a team like the Pacers, which, um, you know, over the course of the season have kind of uh, been a team that, that loses in close games. And so the Celtics ended up taking that one in overtime. Uh, Raul Williams in that game played incredible. Um had a had a crucial block in overtime that was you know probably the deciding factor in that game um 
I've really been impressed with his play as of late. Uh, throughout, you know, the last what, 10 game stretch or so, I, I think he has, you know, he's got a bunch of blocks, bunch of rebounds, you know, more than the, than the, like the first part of the season. Um, and, you know, has just been playing great minutes for them. Um, and particularly with his rebounding, I think he grabbed uh, 12 rebounds in that first game against the Pacers and nine in this game, uh, which, you know, uh, Al is not, you know, generally giving you those, those sort of boards. And um, so you need a center that can really give you those, those rebounds. Um, but back to the game uh, yesterday, um, I, I don't think I really have too much more to say. Um, let me check my notes here. Uh, I, oh, I, one thing that I was, you know, happy about was that uh, Coach Adoka waited till there was three minutes left in the game and they, the Celtics still had a 20-point lead before he decided to put the bench players in. I think some at times I've seen uh, Coach Ime uh, put put the bench players in too early, and it kind of gives me a scare. Um, and uh, like I said, you know how great this team is at blowing leads. Uh, so overall, I was much happier with the outcome that I saw in this game versus the the Pacers game on the tenth. Um, I think that there was. Um, solid ball movement. I think that, you know, the, the Celtics weren't, weren't rushing their shots. They weren't taking bad shots. Um, and the, the Jays, man, the Jays, they, they were, they were just both on tonight. So it's, uh, it's easy to get a win when, when both your starters, you know, can score the ball effectively. And like, I, I think I've talked about it before, like, you know they 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 don't always have it. They don't always have it. Like Tatum is not always have games like these, um, right? And Brown doesn't always have games like these. Sometimes it's one or the other. Uh, so, it, like like I said, it's easy to kind of uh, see this as a good team when both your stars are are playing in sync with each other. And sometimes you know I don't I don't see necessarily the you know them playing off of each other like that. So this was a good win, and um, uh, I hope that, you know, maybe they can continue to play off each other like this going forward. One, one last thing that I did want to mention, I just wanted to, to go through and look at some of, these, uh, some of these articles, these trade rumors that I'm seeing uh, on the Internet. Um, so from SB Nation eight hours ago, I'm seeing Knicks, Cavs, and Mavs, all potential Dennis Schroeder landing spots. Um, we don't want him. Knicks, Max is chiming in. Uh, you guys don't want him, so that leaves the Cavs and the Mavs. <laughs> we, would take, we will take Darius Garland for a fee <laughs> of, up. of Dennis Schroeder. We will gladly do that. Um, and the, from the Mavs, I would love Jalen Brunson. Um, I talked about this with Max earlier. I think Jalen Brunson is a perfect, you know, style of point guard to play with uh, Tatum and Brown because he is not ball dominant. He is willing to pass the rock and, you know, help them 
make plays. Uh, another article, let's see, Celtics rumors. This is from Clutch Points. I don't know if this is a reputable source, but uh, Boston looking to Suns in trade talks. Who's that? I don't know. Jalen Smith? Alfred Payton? No. I don't want He's really good, dude. Now I, he's really turned it around in Phoenix. No. No, yeah, you should take him. No, no. he's really good. Like, I watched him last year. He's really, 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 really Sir, good. Sir, I will not touch Alfred Payton <laughs> with a 10-foot pole. No, dude, he's nice, though. By what metric? Bruh. <laughs> Nobody bricks a layup like Alfred Payton. <laughs> can you wait real quick? Can you pull up Alfred Payton's stats from this season? <laughs> I gotta see Poor if Alfred. you're lying to me or not. I'm obviously lying. This man has 3.8 points a game. Shooting, well, how about the per 36? Shooting 40. He's shooting 40 percent. Why do you? Why do you? Why are you making me go to per, per 36? Check out, check out these per 36. 11 points. 11 points. That's an NBA player. He's shooting 20 percent from three. My guy. 11 points is plenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Alfred Payton. You know, even though I think that. I have seen him like make good assists and and be good as a passing point guard, but um, I think we all know, you know, that's how Rondo two point dude. How is <laughs> what's your review of Alfred Payton and his tenure on the Knicks? He's ass for an NBA player, obviously. Yeah, so I I trust you. <laughs> I trust you over these big big name execs. Yeah, it was really frustrating to watch him. He would just drive and miss a layup. And then uh, on defense, just get cooked on backdoor cuts like every time, like just every every possession. Alfred, I'm sorry, man. I I that's not a glowing review, <laughs> and that's no disrespect to Alfred Payton. Everybody's like, course, "Whoa, <laughs> Alfred Payton's bad? No way!" <laughs> Revolutionary take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, another article, the one that perhaps I found most interesting of all, uh, this is from, uh, it's from Hardwood Houdini. Um, oh yeah, dude, they're always breaking <laughs> trades. No, this is from a, isn't that where Woj, <laughs> that's who Woj writes for, right? <laughs> this is from Fansided. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Mark Nealon. I heard that's where Adam Schefter got his start. Buster <laughs> only is the head editor. <laughs> Editor-in-chief oh Buster. Um, no, uh, fan-sided. I think this is just... Ken Rosenthal? I think this is just, you know, fans write this, but... Um, Stephen A. Smith? Mark Nilon wrote... <laughs> trying to finish. Ben Simmons traded to Boston Celtics... Traded! <laughs> in, <laughs> in latest ESPN Plus piece. I have not read this ESPN Plus piece. Sir, what? But um, the package that they floated for Ben Simmons, the the idea here, I guess, for ESPN Plus is to um, give the, the 76ers Jalen Brown and Wancho Hernan Gomez, um, and then we would get Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybulle. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that trade, sir. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. Who came up with that? I don't love it. 
I don't love it. What? <laughs> you know, I think if you're if you're Jaylen going Jalen Brown. I don't know, man. If you're going right with a scenario like that, right? You're trusting that Jason Tatum can be, you know, an absolute star player, number one. Okay. And I don't know if he you know, he hasn't shown me the consistency to deliver that every night. You one thing one interesting thing about this is you know, I could see if if you traded Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons and you're left with Simmons and Tatum, then that allows you, you know, if you could acquire a star, pretty much Bradley Beal, if you could get Bradley <laughs> Beal to fill in for, for shooting guard for Jalen Brown. You'd be okay with it. I could see that being like a, a contending team. <laughs> Right, because if you have Bradley and Tatum, and then Ben Simmons is your point guard, addition than the ball, then you know that that's kind of like. Wait, you get Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal? No, I'm saying if if this was a trade that you know you were gonna make, uh, the only way I'd be okay with this is if you could then go and get a star like Bradley Beal. Got you, got you, got you. Like in free agency. Yeah, yeah. And you know that's a big if. That's a yeah. That's a huge risk, because. <laughs> uh, you cannot, you know, to me, you cannot rely on Ben Simmons to be your number two option because no. that already happened in Philadelphia, and we saw how that went. So um, that's just an awful trade. Whoever, I don't, yeah, that's just a bad trade. Yeah, no one would want to give up Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. Like, I don't care that you threw in Matisse Thibel. Which, yeah, like, I love Matisse Thibel. Don't get me wrong. I love the Matisse Thibel piece. Yeah, but it's not worth Jalen Brown. And they're taking Wancho Hernan Gomez off our hands? Like, that well, is... Well, I mean, that's that's a favor. That's a huge that's a, favor. That's a, that's a favor. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, just like, oh, uh, yeah, that's a bad trade. Yeah, that it's that is, for me, such a risky trade to make, you know? No, that and that, that you should stop being a Celtics fan if they make that trade. Well, That's even a bad putting trade. aside my my you know my my J- Jalen Brown goggles, my <laughs> love of Jalen Brown, you know, because he's been here since with 2017, I I believe, and you know I've watched him through his whole career now, and I love the guy. Um, I don't think that that is a you know, a winning trade. Speaking as someone who doesn't care about Jalen Brown, that's an awful trade. <laughs> that, like, it should never have been considered. Yeah, so we're hitting now with the big veto. Yeah, that's a negative. That, sh- that will not happen. Uh, Yeah, that's... uh. So I'm going to leave you with that. Think about that one. Think about some Dennis Schroeder deals. Write it in the comments. Yeah. Hey, you know they have the NBA like trade machine. You're our trade machine. Create some trade machine yes. trades and add us on Twitter and we will check them out. We we could talk about them on the podcast maybe. Absolutely. Awesome. Um now you're going to talk about the Mavs and the Knicks? Oh yeah. So the Mavs came into MSG and they weren't ready. 108 to 85. Your New York Knicks whoop on the Dallas Mavericks. And whoop, I, s- whoop, I say that's whoop. That's the sound of the police. Whoop. 
Whoop, that's the sound of the beast. Whoop, whoop. Shout out KSR KRS one. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I say whooping, but me and Dan just watched this game and I looked over to Dan in the some at some point in the second half and I was like, I can't believe the Knicks are up twenty right now. It feels like they've it's been a very even game. Um and Dan Dan agreed with me. This definitely didn't feel like a what is that? Like a thirty point victory? No. Yeah. Felt much closer. Twenty point victory, whatever. I'm bad at math. What was it eighty five to one oh eight? One oh nine. One oh nine. Oh, that's like twenty five, right? One oh eight, my bad, yeah. Somewhere around there. We're sports guys, we're not math guys. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um <laughs> so this is uh another big game for RJ. Um in his last six games, he's been averaging 24 points, shooting 48% from the field and 50% from beyond the arc on 2.8 makes on 5.7 attempts per game. Um, yeah, just playing really good basketball. Uh, I think I heard on the broadcast that he became the sec- or the youngest Nick ever to score consecutive 30-point games. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, he had a stretch like this earlier in the season, I believe. Yeah. Where he, where he went, oh, best ball reference is not being, not working with me. He had another, uh, five game stretch where he, he went 25, scored 25 points a game on 50% shooting, 51% from that 35 point game. That's gotta be a career high, right? Oh, yeah, I would imagine. It's definitely up there. Um, but, yeah, so I just hope he, he continues this uh, and that this is just a, you know, only goes up from here, basically. Um, this is Julius's third game. After the uh, thumbs down, and I'm st- or second game, third game, whatever, still not rooting for this man. Um, it's really upsetting that I have to cheer for this man. I don't understand why Knicks fans are cheering for this man um, because he literally told you to shut the F up when you cheered for him. So maybe listen to him and don't cheer for him. Like I was weird. I was weirded out by it when I was watching this (coughs) game. Like it it feels wrong. Yes. Like you're literally becoming Mets fans by cheering for this man. Like, I hope you guys know that. Like, it's actually very embarrassing that you would let this man who is making, like, $20 million tell your tell you to shut the F up. Like, I'm not going to let this dude tell me to do that. So, yeah. Um, and he just got the, the contract, <laughs> th- like, this year, right? Yeah. And now he's he apparently thinks he deserves more respect than Patrick Ewing. Um, so that's cool. Uh, since he gave the thumbs down, he is shooting 30% in the, in the last three games. He's shooting 30% from the field, 14% from three, averaging 10 points a game and 12 rebounds, 5.7 assists. Oh, my God. He's still passing the ball so well. Um, yeah, so it's just really upsetting that I have to cheer for this dude. Um, I'm not cheering for this dude. I'm actually actively cheering against him which 
sucks because I want the Knicks to win. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really disappointing. I don't like that. I don't like how he's handled it afterwards. He's been given multiple opportunities to come out and actually give like a whole like heartfelt apology and like try to make amends and he said he already addressed that which yeah. he very much did not um i mean so yeah if you look at look at the, look at those uh past three games percentages i mean if if you're a Knicks fan you're gonna want some eye bleach after that yeah you're gonna want to bleach your eyes yeah he had two good games and there was like oh yeah i'm back baby you guys suck. Yeah, that's what you get for booing me. Oh, Julius, really? You're back, dude. Yeah, you're you're back to being fucking ass. It, Sorry it, for swearing. It's so depressing. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a Knicks fan. Obviously, I and I feel bad for you. I feel I just feel bad <laughs> for you straight up because, um, and and like I I, I, I mean I don't hate the Knicks, but I I. <laughs> I don't like the Knicks yeah. either. Um, like I don't hate them as much as like I don't. I guess I, I I hate the Lakers more than the Knicks. Yeah, like it's yeah basketball. It's a little different than most other sports for New York and Boston. Yeah, like it, baseball, you hate each other. Um, football, you hate each other. Um, I don't know about hockey, but hockey. I mean, you, you're original six. You definitely, and you're Boston Yankee. Yeah. Boston, New York. You, but you like, hate each other. In Knicks and Celtics, it's not, at least now, I mean, it's not like a huge it's rivalry. Because the Knicks were always bad and the Celtics were always good. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't hate the Knicks. I don't, I, but I don't like them either. Uh, I just feel bad for you, dude. I feel bad for you. <laughs> it sucks. I feel bad for every single Knicks fan. Except for the ones that are still cheering on Julius, which Brandon. is apparently all of them. Like I feel like I'm on my own island over here, being like, "Guys, what are you doing? Like, am I the only person that remembers him giving us the thumbs down? Like, Jesus Christ!" And I feel like you should not be on your own island with that. Yes, like, that is not a ridiculous take. No, to not want to <laughs> cheer on someone who is, you know, kind of put the th- the the middle finger up to your franchise yes um i i also loved in the broadcast um julius hit like a some kind of buzzer beater or something um walked over to his kid and dapped him up oh i was just gonna mention that <laughs> and on the broadcast they're like oh julius showing some love to the fans oh yeah well just keep playing hard and they'll they'll root for you he no, dapped his kid up, <laughs> guys. Oh my God. It's his child, <laughs> not a fan. He does not care about the fans. No, see that. Oh my God, <laughs> it's a false narrative. Yes, <laughs> I was so annoyed because as soon as it happened, I was like, "That's his kid!" Like as soon as it happened, and then I rewound it, and I was like, "For sure, his kid." Later on, they show a clip of him and uh, his kid and his wife. And, like, I, I, I don't care. He dapped his kid up. Like, whatever. I love Caden. He's a cute little kid. Yeah. But it's like, just the fact that they said that he's dapping up. the. He's showing some love to the fans. Dude, he doesn't care about the fans. Yeah. And, like, one, first off, that's your kid. Like, 
it was his kid, you know, it wasn't a fan. But yes. past that even, like what what who, how old is Caden? Like five years old? Something yeah, something like that. You know, pretty know. young. Yeah. It's like even if that was a fan, he's like five years old. He's not gonna know what Julius <laughs> giving the thumbs down means. Yeah, he's not true. gonna remember that true. In, in in a week. True. So it's like that me up, Julius. What, all your fans, all the Knicks fans you have left are five years old. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, right? I mean, that's you gotta so think funny, about yeah. it. No, that's so funny. Uh yeah, it's just really upsetting. Um so yeah, that was just my main focus of this game. Um Knicks held the Mavericks to eighty five points which I don't really think was much due to the Knicks' defense as more just the Maverick shooting woes. Um, the Mavs were getting a lot of open threes and just not knocking them down. Yeah, Luka had an off night for sure. Um, he ended up shooting 8 for 23, um, 4 for 9 from 3, or 1 for 9, I'm sorry, 1 for 9 from 3. Very different. Um, but the Mavs as a team finished 8 for 37 from 3. Knicks finished 12 for 27, um, and forty six, which is 44%, and 46% from the field. Yeah, bet, um, bad, bad game if you're a Mavs fan. Yes. This is... Uh, yes. Yeah, this it was is... A very, I feel like it was a very much winnable game for the Mavs. Yeah, well, it felt like, you know, they weren't even that far away like we said but you know that they, they just could not could not hit their shots yeah and lastly um well i guess ev had a good game and lastly um oh iq had a bad game too uh <laughs> lastly <laughs> mitchell robinson just beasting feasting on everybody 19 and 10 on nine for ten from the field, from quote unquote from the field, just just yamming it. Um, that was great. He missed a shot early in the game, and I found out he almost became the uh, mo have the most consecutive baskets made in Knicks yeah, history, which is interesting. He had fifteen, and I think the record was nineteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 19. you remember the guy? I don't. I forget his oh, name. <laughs> Knicks no. legend. No, I, there's no way I could remember <laughs> that name. Yeah, I forget his name, but um, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, Alec Burks, his shooting, not great, but he had a good night from three. Um, anything else you think I should mention, Dan, you want to mention? Um, let's see. Um, no, I, I, I think I'm, I think you pretty much, pretty much nailed everything. Um, for, I mean, Evan Fournier, to me, looked pretty good through stretches of this game. I was impressed with him. Yeah. Uh, as, you know, I think he's been one of the best players, you know, over these last couple of games on the Knicks. For sure, yeah. No, um, he's definitely had a had a hot streak, which has been nice. I hope he can continue that because he's been, uh, you know, he's definitely an important piece for this team. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. No. One last thing that we have to mention, and I have it on the on the topics list. Kevin Knox. Oh yeah, Kevin Knox's final moments as a New York Knick. 
in this game? In this game and forever. <laughs> Want to go through that stat line? All right. So <laughs> Kevin Knox the second came into this game, played one minute and 13 seconds, took one three, missed it. He had one rebound, and it was an <laughs> offensive rebound. <laughs> that was Kevin Knox's final stat line as a New York Nick. Missed a, missed a three from, I believe, the top of the key to essentially end the game. Uh, Kevin, you will be missed, my guy. You did really well from three last year when we needed you. I appreciated that. And, you know, now you've been a valuable piece to us <laughs> in this trade. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> the Knicks got Cam Reddish. <laughs> bye. He said bye, Kevin Knox. Bye. Okay, we moved on. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, we have Cam, we have Cam Reddish now. That's oh awesome. My God. Kevin Knox. <laughs> this man's been on your team for years. Right, right. Okay, so moving on. Uh, the New York Knicks acquired Kevin, Cam Reddish. Kevin, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, my guy. You do not deserve to be done like this, and I hope you find peace with the Hawks. All right, Keith Nix. Yeah, <laughs> thanks uh, for all your work. Uh, right? That's his name? Whatever. Yeah, we got Cam Reddish. That's all that's important. <laughs> you, wait, you, forgot the, you forgot to mention the Kevin Cam. Oh, yeah, we did have Kevin Cam going on. <laughs> Focusing on him on the bench. <laughs> While the game was going on, Carl Kunitz was going off out there. <laughs> Carl yeah. Kunitz the second. <laughs> yeah, we obviously we watched this game after it actually the night after it actually happened, <laughs> and um, so you know the entire time the the game was going on, our eyes were fixed, <laughs> knowing that this man had been traded. Our yes. eyes were fixed on Kevin Knox. It, it gave <laughs> us you know a little different perspective. Perspective on, on the <laughs> on the Knox cam. <laughs> oh yeah, and I I advise anyone who wishes to have the same experience go do it themselves. Yeah, check out the Sims cam. Jericho Sims, he's always on the bench. <laughs> check him out. <laughs> um, so the Knicks acquired Cam Reddish. I don't know how how many more times I can say it, but it still doesn't feel real. Uh, no, it's very real. Uh, feels very real. I'm just very happy that we have this player because I feel like he's a very, very good asset to this team. So, uh, ESPN came out with its trade grades, gave New York Knicks a B. Uh, that's not bad. No, I think it's, I think it's appropriate. That's good. Uh, I might give, I might give a B plus. I mean, I don't really think they gave up that much and he's 22 years old with a lot of upside. Yeah. So they gave, uh, they gave, so uh, I'll, re I'll read the trade. Oh yeah. If you read it out for her. Cam Reddish, uh, the Knicks acquire Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill and a 2025 second round pick for Kevin Knox and a protected first round pick via Charlotte, who is a very good team this year. Um, so it's not going to be like, probably won't even be, be a top, a pick, probably yeah. won't even be a top 15 pick. So, uh, and if it is, I don't know how it's protected, but you know, obviously that's good. Um, and they get a second rounder back, which, you know, it's definitely magic beans, but you know, <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, so yeah, I might even give them a higher grade. Because I really don't feel like they gave up that much. 
And like I said, I think Cam Reddish is a very good player. Hey, hey, I don't, I don't think they gave up that much either. No, they like, gave up Keith. What's his name? Keith. Kev. Kev. Kevin Knox. Kevin, oh, Kevin Knox. Right, Kevin Knox. Remember his Kevin name. Kevin Knox. Okay, okay. You uh, w- <laughs> when he plays against the Knicks. When he drops uh, fifty. Yeah, he's on the Knicks. Fifty. All right. God. So uh, I'm gonna read this little intro because I think they they summed him up pretty pretty well. Uh, the idea of reddish has been better than the actual player thus far. Fair, uh, at least offensively. Uh, on paper, Reddish checks every box you'd want in a modern wing. At six foot eight, he's big enough to defend multiple positions, can handle the ball and create his own shot, and has added above average three point shooting this season, thirty eight percent on a sample of one hundred and fifty three attempts. Um, so yeah, for me, I I really like Cam because he's giving you. Um, He'll probably be taking that number one uh, assignment on the defense, uh, which pushes RJ down, um, which I think is good because RJ has has definitely improved as a defender this year. Um, And then if you have an even better defender, um, you know, that's probably a good thing. Um, So like they mentioned, he he hasn't been – probably what you would hope uh offensively um he's shooting 40 percent from the field uh like they said 38 percent from three um 90 percent free throw shooter which is cool um but yeah he i think he'll be a really good player has a lot of upside and i don't really care they gave the hawks a b minus which Sure, I don't. I don't really understand that. Hey, you know I think what? It's, it, but whatever, I don't really get that. Um, and and it by that you know B B minus. You guys came out on top. Yeah, no, we for sure came out on top because they have Kevin Knox and we have Cam Reddish. It's pretty easy. Again, Cam Simple Reddish was a pretty high draft pick too. I mean, he his pedigree coming into the NBA was pretty high, I believe. Yeah, first round pick. Tenth overall, uh, I think he was in that Trey Young Luka Doncic trade. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, he was a future. He was a he was a draft pick when he was traded. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the, the the Hawks traded down, right? Or they traded up to get Trey Young. The Hawks traded. They. The Hawks picked Doncic, the Mavericks picked Young, then the Mavericks traded Trey Young and their next year's first round pick for Luka Doncic, and yeah, then the I next year's first round pick turned out to be Cam Reddish. Oh, okay, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot how that went. Yeah, um, you know, in hindsight, pretty even. You know, Trey Young, Luka Doncic. No. I, would, I would take both of them. No, I have to disagree. Wait, you think you think you'd take definitely Luca? Luca is a head above everyone in the NBA, <clears throat> and see, to say that Trey Young is on that level, I would have to fervently push back on. See, I I, I don't know if he's at Luca's uh, level per se, but you could definitely, I mean, you could definitely justify taking both of these players. 
Oh yeah, no, I like Trey Young is a good player, but I you should have just drafted Luca and just held on to Luca. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> you know, it's still a little bit confusing, but especially since like it, okay, if you had Trey Young and he was an, a perennial All Star, and then you had Cam Reddish, who was like a really solid two way player, I'd be like okay, but clearly the Cam Reddish side didn't work out, um, and you've moved on from him, and the like Trey Young is. Uh, definitely going to be a perennial all-star, but then you lose out on that second half of the deal, and now you're basically just doing a one-for-one with Luka. Or you could count Kevin Knox and this second and this first-round pick, and then you got <laughs> Kevin Knox, Trey Young, and a first-round pick for Luka Doncic. It doesn't sound as good when you put it like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it don't sound too good. It don't sound too good. No. Um, yeah, I think... Trey Young and Cam Reddish certainly sounded a lot better. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so even though Cam Reddish hasn't um, panned out offensively like you uh, so far, he, as as I said before, he's only 22 years old. Wait, can you go? Oh, yeah. Stay here, right here for a second. I just want to see this. You have, I just want to check out his percentages. Yeah, so he's only 22 years old, and... Um, He's showing improvement in yeah, his shooting. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, so he's showing improvement clearly in his shooting. Um, and, yeah, good defender. I think the Knicks, I think this is a really good piece for the Knicks. Yeah, I think, you know, minutes, you know, I think his minutes will go a little up on the Knicks. I think he'll get a little more, more playing time, I think. I would think. Yeah, he'll probably be a starter. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, you know, he, he might kind of break out on the Knicks. It, it, it's possible. I mean, could happen. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting trade. I like this one for the Knicks. Thanks. I did it. <laughs> All right. You want to move on to the NFL? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I thought we could just go through the bracket and then take like five minutes on the bills path or whatever yeah no problem um so in the afc we got the number one seed tennessee titans with the bye we have the kansas city chiefs taking on the pittsburgh steelers go steelers steelers nation uh then and that's your team yes sir then, and whoever wins that will play the Titans. Yep. Uh, then we have the Bills versus the Patriots. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Number three seeded Bills facing off against the number six seeded Patriots. The number four seed, the Cincinnati Bengals facing off against the fifth seeded Raiders. And whoever moves on in those two games will play each other. Hmm. So, Dan, who you got? Chiefs, Steelers. Some AFC picks, um, you know. <laughs> I just gotta laugh at this one. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I know who you're picking. You know, <laughs> the I, Steelers. <laughs> I I, I want to say <laughs> that the Steelers oh actually God, have a that chance. That was a genuine laugh. I want to say that oh the Steelers God. actually <laughs> have a chance in this game. But, you know, I just, I don't know. You don't uh, want to lie on the podcast. 
I don't want to lie to the good people um, oh in God. Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, Big Ben came out and said it himself. Uh, that he's going to win? <laughs> he said we're absolutely gonna lose did you see that quote no <laughs> that can't Let be real if i can find it but uh yeah i i mean even even you know whether or not big ben thinks they're gonna win or not uh regardless i'm yeah a smart man would take the chiefs in this one um okay. and i i like to call myself a smart man so um well you know what even Dan? though i might not be but you know what, Dan? What's your What's your heart say? Call me a moron, because <laughs> the Steelers are going all the way. The Steelers are going to send Big Ben Roethlisberger out on his shield with a Super Bowl with the Lombardi Trophy in hand. <laughs> you Do you want to know? Wait, I found it. You want to know what Big Ben said? What? Yeah, I do. We probably aren't supposed to be here. <laughs> We're probably not a very good football team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, at least lie. You got one more week. <laughs> like, just lie. It's not that hard. So you, you're saying that Big Ben goes out on his, on his shield. Yeah, in the Super Bowl after he wins because he falls over because he's so happy. Big Ben is going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. Then next week going to whoop Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry's behinds. Then he's going to go and whoop on whoever the Fugazi AFC contender is. <laughs> and then he's going to win it all. He's going to win it all. You know what? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> battle of seventh seed. <laughs> the Super Bowl is going to be Eagles Steelers. Go Steelers. Steelers. You heard it here. <laughs> That's my pick. Um, Steelers. Okay, I cannot begin to come up with enough reasons why that is incorrect. <laughs> um, but Big Ben cannot throw the ball more than 10 yards. I think in that last game, he unleashed every single last ounce of energy that he had in his body <laughs> in week 18. Um, I don't think you'll see another th him make another throw like that. <laughs> I'm saying over-under is, is at five yards for this game. Can Ben hit the over? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends on if uh, Deontay Johnson can take a slant route further than five <laughs> yards. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I mean, I got to pick the Chiefs in this one. I, I, I have to. Uh, but I mean, what do you I think the score is if you had to pick? Um, <laughs> <laughs> What would you say? Be generous. Be <laughs> generous. <laughs> um... All right, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Big Ben leads leads these Steelers down <laughs> the final seconds of the fourth quarter, gets them in field goal position, All right. and then they kick a field goal and win the game. <laughs> that is to me so <laughs> the only way they win. The only way the Steelers <laughs> win this game. Yes, and, uh, defense. Honestly, 
I would uh, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. My guess is let me see, I'm bad at football math. My guess all right, I'm picking seventeen to fourteen Steelers. Seventeen to fourteen, okay. Um do you want me to pick a score? I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, I do the math. 28, 30, 35. I'm going 35, 35, 10. Chiefs. I knew you were going to say 10. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to be horribly wrong about that. But yeah, because the Steelers game, are going to win. No one, this is the thing, like, no one believes in the Steelers. They don't believe in themselves. There is a scary thing about a team that thinks like that. Exactly. They don't care. No. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Like, that's something to be said. Dog, they're playing with so much house money right now. Yeah. They tied with the Lions, and they're in the playoffs. All right. They're Uh, rolling in Vegas money right now. You know what? You kind of got me wanting to pick the Steelers. <laughs> Let's roll with the magic, baby. Let's roll with the magic. Sir. I'm going. I cannot believe you're picking the Steelers. I'm going, you know, a whole touchdown. I'm laying a whole touchdown against the Chiefs. Oh, my God. And I'm saying Steelers D steps up. TJ steps up. 21 to 14 Steelers. I just completely flip flop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but that's really the only way they're going to win. Is by playing really, 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 really good defense. Yeah, and they could they could do that. I don't that's, know. That's what I'm saying. Like T.J. Watt could get six sacks. Yeah, like T.J. Watt is, is a monster. Yes, you know if you play the the cover two against Tyree Kill, maybe you could stop him. Is he, is he in now? I don't know. That would be you know that's That'd a game changer. Well, but if he's out, if he's in, doesn't matter. Steelers are gonna win. Boom. Yeah, let's take the Steelers. Move. Okay. Let's move. Bills, Pats. How you feeling, Dan? <laughs> I mean, How you feeling, baby? I mean, um, you know, we were going to preview this one. Maybe I should just do it right here. Cause yeah, that's what I was thinking. Basically, um, we'll go into factor into my pick. But here's what, here's what I feel about this game. You know, we've, we've, we've seen these teams face off twice against each other in the regular season. First one went to the Pats. Second one went to the Bills. First time was in Buffalo. Patriots took the win. Second time we're see, uh, we had it. We had the game in New England. Bills on the road took the win. It's now three. It's game three. This is the tiebreaker. All right. This is for all the marbles, baby. <laughs> this is for all the marbles. Um. <laughs> I, I like I like the odds because, you know, th- this is the the thing about the series is, you know, if if you're the one who who gets the win first, and then the the Patriots are now coming off a slide. They're coming off a a big slide where they lose to the Colts, they lose to the Bills, they lose to the Dolphins to end their season. I think they're pissed off, man. I think they're row, rough and ready to go. I think that's the assessment for me. Um, and the thing about that series is, having that series is, the last game they played against the Bills, they got stomped. So 
I think, you know, having having that kind of the energy and you know, really, really wanting to beat this team, probably, and Belichick not wanting to lose to McDermott again, who, you know, I think to me is a weaker coach, but I I, I didn't say that. Um <laughs> just check the records yourselves. I mean, uh <laughs> I think the Patriots really could pull this one off, but no matter what, I will be, you know, I will consider this a successful season for the Patriots, but I think they could really pull this one off because they're they're coming off that, that loss. And you know, uh it's a it's a coin coin flip for me. Um odds probably a little bit more in the Bills' favor, honestly, you know, having Josh Allen. I think this is going to test the will of Mac Jones. Um, I, I, you know, I, and I question if if Coach Belichick is really going to rely on him as heavily as he did in the last game against the Bills. Um, I think, you know, we'll probably see a lot of running from the Patriots um, because if they win this game, you know, I'm not sure it will be on the back of Mac Jones. It would, to me, be on the back of the run game. Um, I think it comes down to a close one in this game, for sure. Um, final score. Weird one, 24-22. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, okay, 24-22 Pats? Pats. Okay. Um, yeah, Dan, I'm sorry to do this to you. But I think Josh Allen and the Bills are gonna spank Buff or uh, New England. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. That's what that is what the doubters would say. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna be twenty-eight to fourteen. Twenty-eight fourteen. So not not too too bad, but a victory. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see you know either way. I don't see the Bills blowing out the Patriots. No, right. But not, I can not... see I can see four touchdowns. Yeah, I don't I don't see them I don't see them like winning by three touchdowns. No. I agree. I think, you know, the the Pats defense it is good and I think they're, you know, they not they haven't been good lately, but um I think that you know, with with those past two games against the Bills, I think they can draw up a pretty good game plan for them. So I think they they would keep it close no matter what. Um all right. Let's uh let's run through through these through these other ones quickly. Yeah, let's do it. Um so Bengals Raiders, who you got? Score, who you got? Um I'm taking this is a weird one, man. These these are just two crazy teams. I'm taking uh I'm taking the Bengals 100% just cuz I want to see Joe Burrow in the playoffs further. Joe Shiesty. Yeah, Joe Shiesty. Um but you know, either outcome would be really crazy. Yeah. Uh, man, I wish both these teams could advance, kind of. But um, I, I'm taking the Bengals at. I think Joe Burrow has another great performance. Thirty. Let's say thirty-one to seventeen. I think the Bengals are going to win. No, wait, that's too much. That's too much. Oh, really? I'm going higher. Oh, let's see. Bengals are going to win 42 to 
14. 42 to 14. Yes. Wow. I, I was going to say 21, but nah, 14. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. I feel like I, I think I've put 14 in every single of my yeah. picks. Yeah, I'm going to change that to 21. <laughs> 42 to 21. Yeah. Joe I mean, Shiesty. I think I think Joe's going to expose him in this game. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Should we just finish out the AFC then? Yeah. Uh. NFC. No. Do you want to go through just the first round? Of oh. Each? Oh. Like this one. Yeah. We could just do the first round of each of each conference, though. I don't mind that. And then we can check in next week. How yeah. We do. Right, let's do that. All right. So Bucks Eagles number two seeded Bucks against the seventh seed Eagles. Bucks are gonna win. What's the score? <laughs> I mean. The Bucks have to win, right? The Bucks are going to win. What's the, what's the score? Um, <laughs> I think it's a the lot. The Eagles cl- aren't winning. No, 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 I think it's a lot closer than it seems. I could see that the the Bucks had a close game against the football team last year. Who yeah, and against the Jets last week. Yeah, so I I could see it being close. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Brady th- th- three touchdowns for the Bucks sounds right. I was going to say 21 as well. 21-17. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll go with that, too. 21-17, Buccaneers. Yep. Uh, next, we got the number three, Cowboys against the six-seeded 49ers of San Francisco. Ooh, this one's tough. San Francisco. Um, <laughs> both these teams have really come on lately. Um, I'm feeling the 49ers in this one. Uh, okay. I know nothing about them, to be honest. I know, um, what's his face? The wide out? Debo? Yeah, Debo Samuel. Yeah. I've heard I've heard people say that the 49ers are like a high school football team where it's just like get the ball to Debo and let him do his thing. It kind of is like that. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I've never heard them described as a <laughs> high school football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good logic. Yeah. <laughs> high school football they team. They play like a real football <laughs> yeah. team. High school football team does not sound like a winning offensive strategy to me. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> for me, you just Debo is unstoppable. He really is. Um, and if they yeah, if they can get Jimmy G to uh, play a full game and be healthy in this one, I'm taking the 49ers all day. And the score for uh, from my prediction would be um, uh, 28 to 23. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I haven't picked a, a low-scoring affair since the Steelers-Chiefs, so let's go. Mm. Is it 15 to 9? And they hit a walk-off touchdown to win the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a pick six from what's his face at the cornerback for the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, uh, Diggs. Imagine if I predicted a game-winning pick six. I would lose <laughs> my mind. <laughs> That's how it's gonna end, folks. Game-winning pick six. We're just making by shots. Trayvon. We're just Trayvon Diggs. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon. Um. All right, so then lastly, we have the L.A. Rams 
versus the I almost said St. Louis Arizona Car 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 Cardinals. I tried to say like five different team names. I was gonna say Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) Yeah, then you got the. Then I got the car stuck in my friggin' throat. It's car, 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 car. Yeah, I don't know who to pick in this one either. Um, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Oh, but Kyler Murray. Is Kyler Murray healthy? Yeah, he's healthy, um, and he looked pretty good last week. But they, they, I think they're still without DeAndre Hopkins, which is a big, big injury for me. Um, they still got a pretty good receiving core, AJ Green, you know, Christian Kirk. But I don't know how I feel about him, man. I don't know how I feel about either of these teams. They both have he started off hot and have big flaws. So um, I'm taking the Rams, too. I'll take the Cardinals. Go contrarian. Okay. All right. Tyler Murray's going to run for 3,000 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so bet the over, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Bet the over. Smash the over on rushing. It's definitely not (laughs) 3,000. He sets the single season rushing record in one game. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So what's the score? Um, this one feels like high scoring to me. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, thirty. No, 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 no. Forty. Forty. I keep out and do the math. 40, 40. No, I'm so bad. I've never had to predict NFL scores. I know. So I'm so bad at this. 45 to 35. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I'll do that, but in reverse. Okay. Yeah. Because I agree. It will be high scoring, and I don't feel like doing math. Yeah. So 45 35 sounds good to me. So. I have, shootout. <laughs> yes, barn burner. <laughs> so I have the Steelers beating the Chiefs, the Bills beating the Patriots, the Bengals beating the Raiders, the Bucks beating the Eagles, the Cowboys beating the Niners, and the Cardinals beating the Rams. And I have the Steelers beating the Chiefs. <laughs> Let's can't ride, can't baby. Can't believe you did. <laughs> Get your terrible towels ready. Wave them now. Steeler Nation. Uh, I have the Pats beating the Bills. I have the Bengals beating the Raiders. I have the Bucks beating the Eagles. I have the 49ers beating the Cowboys. A zag. And then I have the Rams beating the Cardinals. Another zag. (laughs) What's a zag? That's when you go one way and I go the other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I zigged. You zag. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm feeling good about my picks. I think all of mine are going to be right. I think some of yours are going to be right. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It's going to uh, be a crazy, uh, crazy weekend. I know. Yeah. I don't really feel like doing my Titanic speech. <laughs> so I'll save that for next week. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one in the morning right now. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Um, so we'll just mention that uh, this is coming from Rick Westhead. Our Lord and Savior on TSN, um, Canadian news organization. 
Uh, former NHL off-ice officials alleged they were fired for being whistleblowers on racism. So, basically, and Dan, you can correct me if anything I say is incorrect. Sure, yeah. But we're just going to run through this super quickly. Yep. Um, basically, two, official, two off-ice officials in Tampa um, had a co-worker, which I definitely want to say this asshole's name... De Lorenzo. Yes. Um, sorry. Pat De Lorenzo Jr. repeatedly used racist language at work. Uh, just a repeat. That's Pat De Lorenzo Jr. You're an asshole, dog. Um, this is a quote from the lawsuit. De Lorenzo, De Lorenzo made negative racial comments about NHL employees, including but not limited to NHL's African-American hockey players and the African-American veteran Sonia Bryson Kirksey, sorry, Kirksey, who sings the national anthem at Tampa Bay Lightning games at Amelie Arena. Um, so the racial comments were so offensive that someone recorded him. Um, according to the plaintiffs, um, sorry, I'm just trying to get the exact words so I don't, I make sure I'm not incorrect when saying what happened to these this evidence um dan you want to look for it too yeah sure um but basically um they had video evidence obviously of this man using um racist language um and the it was destroyed um yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure if it's in this article. Is it? Oh, you know what? It I think that might be from Katie Strang. Yeah, I think that was in a different article. Okay, that's why I can't find it. So, if you could pull that up for me. Yeah, sure. So this came out two days ago, um, and this is obviously, as I mentioned, from Rick Westhead at TSN. Then Katie Strang from the Athletic um, kind of jumped on this story as well and wrote an article herself um, which added a few a few details. Also, these off-ice officials um, are claiming, this is all alleged, by the way, you know, have to say that. Um, they also um, were quoted as to being nervous um, that they would be retaliated against by the NHL because there was a female um, employee of the NHL who reported sexual harassment in the workplace and was allegedly fired for that. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. Um, the people in this suit, Walkowiak and Watkins, um, I don't know if we're ever given their first names. Um, they, Watkins had worked for the NHL since 1998, Walkowiak was hired in September 2005. So these are both people who have worked for the NHL for essentially 20 years. Mm. Um, there is an NHL um, 
NHL service system, whatever, for this specific issue where um, people are encouraged to give complaints, whatever, um, about issues like this and are supposed to have no repercussions. However, that clearly is not the case. Um, very much getting punished. Yeah, they definitely got fired. They were fired um, early February in 2020. February 20, February 27th, 2020. So not early February, but um, just before, what, like two weeks before the shutdown and everything because of COVID. Or no, February 2020. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That yeah. was uh, yes. about two years ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, I am having some trouble finding the article, but um, yeah, if you want to look it up, but yeah, this this is uh, obviously another thing that you don't want to hear from the NHL, and um, uh, I think it was interesting that they w- they went to to th- what, what was his name the uh, their supervisor. Yeah, and uh, just ignored, and now is he is denying that he he had ever heard De Lorenzo use any um, racial language. Okay, I hear, I have it here. Um, so this is, as I said, from the athletic. Um, it says by the athletic staff, but oh, uh, okay, I was I was looking for Katie's name. Yeah, uh, Watson and Disler received, uh, which I believe are. NHL representatives um, received six videos of DiLorenzo's racist behavior, the lawsuit says. Watson instructed the recordings to be destroyed, according to the lawsuit. Uh, So Kate Watson is the NHL senior counsel, um, which sounds like a lawyer. Um, Yeah, and she... Or they instructed that the recordings of the this racist language be destroyed. So basically, uh, these people blew the whistle on this absolute disgusting racist, vi- videotaped him, had proof, and then the NHL destroyed it and fired them. And that's pretty much the story. Yep. So NHL just continues to be racist and just a clown show of the league. And uh, yeah, protect, protect. Outright racists. Yep. So that's about it. Um, We'll be following along from this. Like we said, all of this is alleged. Um, But yeah, shout out to The Athletic and uh, Rick West said for... Of course. Great great writing as always. Doing good journalism. And um, yeah, so... Once, once the actual, you know, court findings come out, we'll have a full story on this. Yep, won't be alleged anymore, baby. Um, all right. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, no, I do not. Um, I think that's all I have. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. I'm Max. Thanks, Max. <laughs> We're 91 North, 95 South. Uh. If you like the video, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, um, follow us on Twitter at 91North95South, Instagram at 91N95S, Patreon 91North95South, Facebook, Reddit, um, Twitch, all 91North95South, 
Be sure to follow us everywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of the show. Bye. Bye. Catch, 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 catch us next time. Thank you.